Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show which connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm from California, now living here in beautiful Beijing. Uh, with me today is Bebe. Hey, hi, Jason. Sorry, I sound a bit nasal today. I think I'm coming down with a mild cold, um, so I won't sound as pretty today. Sorry, our listeners. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. So, well, health issues aside, we're all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me say that a different way. In a stark warning from UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres, quote, for the hundreds of millions of people living in small island developing states or other low-lying coastal areas around the world, sea level rise is a torrent of trouble, end quote. He added that it threatens access to water, mm. food, and healthcare, key industries like agricultural, fisheries, and tourism. The threat is intensified when combined with the extreme weather events that are more severe because of climate change, mm -hmm. such as hurricanes that bring higher storm surges that can destroy key infrastructure, including hospitals and transportation systems, mm. as 2012's Hurricane Sandy demonstrated when it made landfall in New York City. Ultimately, Entire cities and even countries may not survive, Guterres noted. Very positive, right? I have to say, these days, when you turn on the news or just, you know, browsing on your cell phone, it, it gets more and more pessimistic. You mm. get more and more pessimistic. because It's just hard to search for a piece of good news. Mm. But we've been, you know, hearing about climate change, been talking about it for years and years. Mm. But things are not getting all that better. Mm. Uh, we have to keep reminding ourselves and reminding other people that we still need to keep working on this because there's still so much to be done to hit <laughs> at least. We may not be able to hit that 1.5 Celsius degree mm. cap, uh, but, you know, we should do as much as we can. Mm. And I know that, Jason, you are an expert when it comes to oh, how to fight climate change. You've been on this for years. You're making me feel bad because I had a plastic disposable cup yesterday. <laughs> and the day before. And that's two days in a row. Oh, no. Why would you do that? I just thought. Why? Well, I, I, Why, I, Jason? I went onto this website. You can check, check it out if you're at home. It's called Carbon Brief. Mm. It's probably the best place in the world to get information about what's going on in the environment. Mm. And it has a 1.5 Celsius counter on it. Oh. And it shows how much fossil fuel is left before we will definitely get to 1.5 Celsius degree increase by 2050. Mm. And it's like a quarter of like, you know, one degree Celsius left. It's really, it's we're going to pass it for sure. We're definitely not going to mm. keep it within 1.5. Now we have to hope for two. Mm -hmm. we're it's, it's not going well for us. And, you know, when they say hundreds of millions by 2050 or 2075, you have to think about, okay, if the popu population is about the same as it is now, mm. and it should be about 9 billion maybe by 2050 or so, mm -hmm. then um, hundreds of millions of people is like one out of 10 people are going to be dis placed and we're talking about in, in the level where entire nations of people will be looking for somewhere to 
go. There'll be mm. refugees all over the world that make our current refugee crisis look like nothing, like child's play, like it's getting ready for what's the ecological refugees that we're going to be dealing with in the coming decades. This is mm. people now are like, oh, you know, Al Gore said the world was going to end by 2020. OK, so he made some bad predictions 20 years ago. That doesn't mean that this stuff isn't happen. coming. It is coming mm. and it's going to be insanely tragic. The thing about rising sea levels and all that, when people hear it, uh, most of us don't live along the coast. Right. Mm. So they feel like, ah, you know, yeah, this is happening, but it's not going to like impact my life. Mm. Um, well, maybe you're you won't be so lucky. Well, just as Jason mentioned, if hundreds of millions of people of uh, people have to find new homes, mm. where will they go? Right. 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 They're not going into the yeah. desert. They have to they have to have somewhere uh, like think of what Europe has been going through mm. right? with refugees coming in. People are not ready for that. You know, people don't have, don't like having their regular normal lifestyle disrupted, but that's what we, we will have to face. Mm. And also, um, if people are not stressed out by that, a lot of people have investments and maybe they become more sensitive when it becomes, mm -hmm. when it's in dollar terms. Now, here is a new article I found. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Treasury Secretary of the U.S. Yellen warns that losses tied to climate change could cascade through the financial system. So maybe when people hear that, they'll be like, oh, so that's going to impact me. I have mm -hmm. stocks here and there. Maybe you have property uh, along the coast or somewhere that mm -hmm. might you know, have the possibility of being hit by natural disasters. So Treasury Secretary Yellen on Tuesday, that is what, March uh, 7th? So this year, it's very new, yeah. warned that climate change is already taking a significant economic toll and could cause extensive losses to the mm -hmm. U.S. financial system in the coming years. Now, we know that the U.S. financial system is not really in a very stable state. And that's when things can go really, really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it's barely holding up um, with so much debt and uh, you name it. And so if anything, you know, triggers like somebody pop one bubble and it might lead to the whole, as they say, cascading fallout of the entire system. So Yellen made the remarks during the first meeting with the Climate Related Financial Risk Advisory Committee. Have you heard of this committee? No. Um, well, I'm happy they have it at least. So this is an advisory board that was set up last year by the Financial mm -hmm. Stability Oversight Council in an effort to bolster, is it bolster? Bolster. bolster. The word in an effort to bolster U.S. action to minimize climate risk to the economy. Well, I'm happy that they're thinking, you know, from this angle now. Mm -hmm. And she said, as climate change intensifies, natural disasters and warming temperatures can lead to declines in asset values that could cascade through the financial system. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this can wake some people up when they hear asset values. What? My assets will decline in values? Now, you know, you might pay this more attention. So imagine, Jason, mm -hmm. that you have uh, like a beach house somewhere. You name it, somewhere along, say, the coast of uh, California. Mm -hmm. That's worth like, what, a uh, million dollars? Oh my gosh. Right? When things are... No way. If it's like in Carmel or Monterey <laughs> two million? or like Half Moon Bay, it's got to be worth like two, three, four, five million. If Carmel, t 10 million. Yeah, it's going to be very... All right. Well, California you know coastline? Come on. I, I wish. What about five million, Jason? Sure, Happy with that? Sure. Five, okay. Let's say you Let's have say a... it's five million. My dream house is five <laughs> Hypothetically. million. Uh, <sighs> All right. Sitting there on the beach. Very nice. But then, you know, uh -oh. month after Water. month, year after year, 
you find that, wait a minute, <laughs> the sea level is rising. And not only that, right? Mm. Um, when we were talking about climate change, it's not just about water level rising. It's about extreme weathers mm. too, extreme weather conditions. That's what actually what gets me more. Is not so safe. You know, these, um, yeah, not so safe anymore, Jason. Now, when people are, they fear, let's say something crazy happens, like hurricanes or uh, tornadoes, mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. so much on along the coast of California, but you know what I mean. And then you're going to start worrying about uh, your property value, right? People, the market won't be as confident about how much your house is worth now. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, maybe you've taken out loans using your beach house as a collateral. I made some bad financial decisions. (laughs) To buy another beach house somewhere. Oh, no. Because you can do do that. Now, you made that loan. I think you're right. I should sell them now. (laughs) Yeah, you you got that loan based on um, the market value currently, the current market value of the house of $5 So you feel like you have $5 million and you mm-hmm. took took out, I don't know how much money they can give you for that, like $3 million or maybe even mm-hmm. more, and bought something else. But then like a crazy hurricane happens or the sea level just rose by like, I don't know, how many overnight, mm-hmm. how many meters mm-hmm. overnight. And then all of a sudden your house is not worth that much money anymore, right? And if it's damaged in the process, in the process it will just crash in value. And that's going to affect your ability uh, to, you know, pay your loans. And things will start shaking, like your own financial system will start shaking. Mm. And thinking of uh, this impacting um, hundreds, thousands, uh, however many more people, because, you know, think when something like natural disasters hit, they hit normally more than one person. Mm-hmm. Think of wildfires, volcanoes, right? Whole city mm. of people might have to relocate. Things like that. So it's related to the financial system. It's not just the direct impact of natural disasters. I want to add value to something you already said. You know, if you're if you don't have Jason, one of Jason's wonderful Carmel beach houses (laughs) and you live in Monterey or Colorado and you're one of these prepper people who has their own property, Mm. you're not safe because when Florida is underwater, where do you think those millions of Floridians are coming? They're coming to your home <laughs> they're coming to colorado yeah they might not think it's the greatest place they might they must you know they might still point that finger and say well my home in florida was much nicer than this we had the beach and all but you know what that's what they're stuck with now <laughs> so you get a whole bunch of people <laughs> also according to the un i wanted to add something really interesting sure. a lot of people note oh very little actual sea uh, rise has happened so between 1901 and 2018 apparently one fifth of a meter or roughly eight inches mm. less than a foot that's how much the rise in sea level has been. But it's not just melting glaciers. Mm. It's also something called thermal expansion. So the ocean itself, as it warms up, Mm. expands due to its warming. So even though like in this last 100 years, more than 100 years, 117 years, eight inches has been the total amount. It will be five feet by 2100, by twenty the year 2100. So Wait, it's going to start accelerating yeah, three feet? to five feet sea level rise. And then you have to th- imagine now a hurricane happens. Mm-hmm. So by 2050, we're talking about a full meter because it's expanding. It's accelerating the rate by which that the ocean is rising is going to accelerate as time moves on. Mm. See, that's the scary thing. When the rate of something mm. gets faster mm. and faster, it's just uh, it's, it's like spelling out something that's going out of control. And also when we think about coastal areas, I was just thinking about that. You know, it's not just uh, houses. Mm. We have ports, 
yeah. which are very important for trade.、Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the ramifications of rising sea levels.、Mm-hmm. So you have trade, so you have the fishing industry, which will be、mm-hmm. impacted.、Mm-hmm. And when the fishermen, let's say they can't fish there anymore, or their fish towns are just submerged in water now, they have to go somewhere, right? right? And the whole industry gets disrupted.、Mm-hmm. Where will that go? Where will they go, right? And also cities、uh, along the coastal areas.、Colorado. And think about you know, also just think about China and the U.S. A lot of the major、uh, industrial cities, not like commercial. Cities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like cities that are crucial to the national economy, they are pretty close to、um, you know the water, the ocean area. Maybe because of trading re- reasons, and any destruction to those cities can be destruction for the national economy.、Mm-hmm. Uh, not、mm-hmm. to mention that you know a lot of them are popular places for tourism. So it's a、uh, impact. You know, it's like. Something cracks, and you see the cracks going in all directions.、Mm. Not a good thing happening. I have another article here,、mm-hmm. and so this is a criticism of some of the people, like Al Gore,、mm. apparently who sometimes does travel by、um, public transportation, public airplane, which is a, a considerably lower in terms of、mm. the total amount of fossil fuels that what's the word emits? Yeah, emits.、Mm-hmm. So it says, rich the rich and powerful flocked to Davos via private jets to discuss climate change, January seventeenth. I like to know the details. Yeah, so、uh, this is from just January this yeah, year. Yeah, this, this year.、Mm. So apparently, they flew. Most of the people in this conference flew by private jet to attend the conference,、huh. and they will quote cause a spike in planet warming carbon emissions, according to a study by Greenpeace International,、mm. where folks found twice as many private jets flew to and from airports during the 2022 WEF meeting compared with an average week. There's、huh. 52 weeks in the year. They've added a whole other week of planet warming carbon emissions、mm. to the year. So even though they're going there to discuss lowering、huh. carbon emissions, they added a full week of carbon emissions to the to our atmosphere. Well, by doing they、so. probably didn't think that people were going to find out. There's something called Zoom. Oh, right, and <laughs> and also、saying. in this article, <laughs> the study found that. Of the 1,040 private jet flights in or out of airports near Davos,、mm. 53% were shorter than、mm. 466 miles, and 38% were under 310 miles. So these are not like long flights.、Mm. Um, the shortest flight recorded、mm. was only 13 miles. Are you kidding me? What do you need an airplane for? <laughs> Just, you can do a bicycle in thirteen miles. And the reason why they say this is because short haul flights are especially polluting because airplanes are less efficient during landing and takeoff. And for I don't know, like、mm. a thirteen mile flight, that's、mm. practically just landing and takeoff. Yeah. Right. So yeah, what were they thinking?、Um, I guess they they're busy people, Jason. Should we understand that they're busy people? But the thing、no. about Europe, <laughs> no, we. The、shouldn't. thing about Europe is, is、uh, it's very well connected with high speed rail. Yeah, It, it's not like I'm、mm-hmm. sorry, I'm sorry, Jason. It's not like the U.S. Right. Where most people practically have to choose to fly if they want to get where somewhere really fast, but here, well, that that shouldn't be the case. They should, and the U.S. should build the necessary infrastructure to have high speed rail like China has. Yeah, if they can just concentrate on this, but you know they're really busy doing other things, Jason. They're busy doing things that are not domestic. I think,、mm. given the recent three crashes in Ohio in the last couple of weeks for trains, I think priority should probably be given to trains. 
more than three, I think. It keeps happening. I think. Yeah, it just keeps happening over and over and over. Apparently, Ohio is a major place where this. I mean, it's happening everywhere, you know, Um, all over the United States. But Ohio, massively. I've seen. I mean, high speed rail. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the um, solution to many problems at the same time. Yeah. And also, I've seen videos of uh, the train crashes um, in the U.S. because all of a sudden people are like, we didn't know there were things like this happening in the U.S. And now people are, you know, we're seeing more videos of train crashes and the amazing thing i i don't mean good in a good way yeah. the trains are usually going really really slowly so some of the comments were like i did not know that trains could derail at such a speed mm. it's like the trains were walking and just fell by the road the mm. side of the road yeah yeah you're listening to the bridge this article because i think it's really interesting Mm -hmm. about the rich and powerful you know flying in private jets to discuss private uh, to discuss the issues of climate change i actually want to talk about this too because both john Kerry and bill gates said the same thing Mm. in other articles about their Mm -hmm. inner their flights they both said that they pay money Mm. to offset their carbon footprint Some of these companies you can pay to offset your carbon footprint, Mm -hmm. plant trees and do other kinds of things or like they're involved in like uh, huge global schemes to do so. Mm. But my feeling is if you're Bill Gates and John Kerry, you have enough money that you could probably still fly commercial Mm. and offset your carbon footprint. Mm. So I don't think that's a very good excuse, Bill Gates. And if, you know, Bill Gates or one of his uh, secretaries is listening. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not a good excuse your excuse doesn't pass. Sad Jason. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> uh, speaking of short flights, um, we have to applaud France because in also in this article, it mentioned France recently became the first country to ban short flights between cities that are connected by a rail trip of less than two and a half hours. So if you have the other option yeah, of um, like a nice... But they train, do have high-speed rail in Europe. Then they, yeah. they, they like no more flights if you can take the train. Hmm. So so I want to talk about something. This is the term mm. natural gas. Oh, it sounds good and green, doesn't oh, it? Sounds it's, like it's in the news more and more now. Natural gas. It must not be bad for the environment. Actually, natural gas is just as bad for the environment as coal. Not if you mm. have the natural gas at your, you know, fuel facility and you're going to burn it right there. No. But like throw a hole in your backyard. If you want to <laughs> ship it, you need to mm. freeze it. Super like then you have to reheat it in something called regasify at its destination. Hmm. The intensive process is the effect of doubling the carbon dioxide emissions and brings it up to basically the equivalent of coal. Not it now. If, if you drill the gas in Colorado mm. and you burn the gas in Colorado, it's about half, which is still mm. pretty bad actually compared to other other forms of energy mm-hmm. like hydro and solar mm. and wind. It's because which use almost none except for the construction process of building those those right. uh, devices, mm-hmm. but liquid liquefying and then regasifying uh, this natural gas actually makes it just as dirty as mo- some of the dirtiest carbon dioxide emitting fuels 
Mm. in the world, says Ben Adler in an article entitled Biden continues to push U.S. gas Mm -hmm. national gas exports. The reason it's bad is it's not as bad. Again, if you you have it in Mexico and you burn it in Mexico, but when you ship it Mm. from the United States to, let's say, I don't know, England or something, then it's that it is. Yeah. So if you, let's say, sell gas to Asia or Europe uh, from the U.S., then you have to, you know, spend a lot of energy uh, preparing it to be able to be shipped to that location. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, if you pipe it, if you send it through a pipe, it is not as bad. It is still bad. Mm. But, you know, these uh, Eurasian pipelines, they're actually, they pump the gas. So they're not liquefying it and then regasifying it. They're sending it as a gas. Are pipes safe, uh, Jason? Can't pipes be uh-oh. destroyed by other people oh, no. with bad intentions? No, that would never yeah. happen. Yeah, not in our world. In, uh, under the ocean between nations. Yeah. That would be terrible. I wonder who would do something so terrible. I couldn't imagine. Okay, I guess we've been sarcastic enough. But I think <laughs> here's the thing that most people probably think, oh, so there is uh, a, a better way. So if we don't use as much coal, we just use natural gas. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, the power of the media, mm-hmm. it depends on how they play it, right? They can tell half of the story. Mm. Just as you mentioned, yes, it's um, mm-hmm. it's better than using coal. Yeah, hey, but they, they don't have to tell you the details, right? The energy it takes to, mm. to ship it, basically, to be able to ship it. So mm-hmm. do we have more details mm-hmm. when it comes to how they actually ship gas? Well, I mean, I don't have details about exactly how they ship it and whatnot, but it goes, in, it goes across the ocean in shipping containers because that's the cheapest way to ship it without using uh, pipelines. Also, to build the facilities... Yeah, I was going to um, say, that was my next thing I was going to say, but go ahead. Yeah, I. but my impression is pretty vague. It, some I heard someone said that, that the amount of time it takes for a liquefied natural gas facility to be mm-hmm. built is mm-hmm. like years and years. Yeah. So not to mention the money that has to you know be put in for the research and the building but by that time when we have figured out much better ways of using just new energy like clean energy well i mean so so here's here's the choice that we have to make right let's say if you have to choose your source of energy um investment in the united states right would you bet it on like natural gas or on just let's just start you know uh devoting more to finding ways of new energy i will go with the new energy actually okay here's the thing cleaner most of the reason that they continue to use these kind of uh facilities are because existing infrastructure because solar is already Mm. the cheapest now it wasn't when i was a kid i remember being 10 or 12 years old and someone was building a new home and i asked them why don't you just put solar panels and they said he said it doesn't pencil out, which hmm. I didn't. I didn't know what the heck that meant, so I asked Dad, "What's pencil out mean?" But he meant it was too expensive. Like doing the math, and so that's not the case mm. anymore. It's actually cheaper to build solar, cheaper than anything. If we just mm. cooperate right mm-hmm. now, Europe, especially Germany, is buying enormous amounts of solar from China. Why? Because China mm. is the cheapest, most affordable source of high quality PV solar panels in the world. And if we just mm-hmm. collectively bought those and used those, it would be cheaper than nuclear, cheaper than wind, cheaper than hydro, cheaper than uh, any kind of fossil fuel out there. It's the cheapest option that exists 
But the more we buy, the more people who use it, the cheaper it gets. Yeah, it could even get cheaper yeah. than it is now. But it's already the most cost effective form of energy in the world. The thing is, sometimes you need to build a hydropower dam because there are other reasons like controlling water, preventing floods, mm. uh, providing water to local villages. And, and, and so there are lots of different factors that go into these things. But mm-hmm. LNG, you know, liquefied natural gas, mm. which sounds wonderful because it has the N in it. We should just call it LG liquefied gas (laughs) is really bad for the environment and there's no real reason to use it except the existing companies that make their money that way and the infrastructure that they already have that they want to continue to use because they don't want to quote retool and have to invest divest away from lng lg to whatever other you know just solar for example but actually if we all just started using solar just solar forget wind forget offshore forget everything else Mm. we could fix most of the problems that the world is having So we don't even have to have a lot of discussions and, you know, I guess interest groups fighting between themselves, because I would think that uh, lobbyists for LNG companies, Hmm. they would be paying a lot of money, right? Oh, yeah. To advocate their source of uh, energy. And speaking of gas, now here's another article. It's, I think, New York governor. How do you say his last name? Ho Chu. So New York governor proposes ban on new gas hookups to fight climate change. And I think this is also relatively new. Uh, It's an article from January 2020. Yes. Yeah. January 12th, Ben Adler. Ben Adler writes a lot of these kind of articles. Mm. And so it's Governor Kathy H-O-C-H-U-L. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Proposed banning fossil fuel infrastructure. So that would include lines that power gas stoves and furnaces, which are not all that safe, Mm -hmm. by the way, right? Um, So they propose banning those in smaller new residential buildings by 2025 and in larger ones by 2028. Speaking of which, we changed our stove, I think was it last year? Now, we've been using electric ones for Mm -hmm. for a few years now. Before that, it was natural gas, but Mm -hmm. we had like a leakage problem. I don't think it was very severe, but it was, you know, you don't want gas leaks, right? Uh Even if it's just a little bit. So we asked someone to come over and check things out. And they asked for like 10,000 RMB to fix the whole thing. I was like, what? I was thinking of like a 500 RMB. (laughs) There was actually an explosion in the Hutongs a couple of years ago where it took out some home. Oh, no. Yeah. So see, that's unfortunate. And besides explosions, I mean, leaking gas is just not safe for any this human life. This is a super controversial topic, actually. Mm. It is a hot topic and people have very fiery opinions about banning natural gas hookups in people's homes. Okay. Different st- state politicians in the United States proposed it and there were instantaneous protests the next day. Why? People went on media, radio shows, TV channels. People were like practically ready to riot in some cases. Wait, were the people protesting or the companies of like, or natural gas companies protesting? No, people, people. It became super, it was Why? everywhere. Well, trending on every platform people did p americans do not want their gas taken away so this is going to be one of those things that it's going to take it's going to take time to adapt because the culture the american culture isn't ready to give up gas wait a minute wait wait jason so i switched from gas so we switched from gas to the electric stove Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago 
And that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Like my husband was saying, so we have this, you know, really small leak. So it might have, you know, create problems uh, in the future Mm -hmm. and it's expensive to fix. So let's just switch. That was it. Mm -hmm. And it was like the new stove was only a few hundred RMB and you plug it in and the gas thing was just over. Like we don't have to worry about gas leaks. We don't have to worry about explosion and we don't have to pay a huge fee, <laughs> right? To, to fix it because- I don't want to explode. <laughs> right. With the gas thing, you have to check it, you know, every once in a mm. while. So mm. it wasn't like that was the whole discussion. It took about like 10 minutes. I have an electric hot plate in my home and my home in Wuhan, both of them right. electric hot plates. And I've been using them almost exclusively for the last so, 10 years. I only had one apartment that I guess. But America, okay. Why so are like they this. attached well, to in, natural gas? In 1980s and 90s, one of the reasons that companies like Tesla were not able to be successful mm. is because people were like, I don't want one of those little wussy, you know, electric cars. I want a car that go, you know, the, rah, rah. these people who are upset. Yeah, exactly. 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 They love the vroom vroom. They want their car to be a big, monstrous beast in America mm-hmm. that has fire shooting out of it and makes really loud <laughs> noises. There are even companies that you bring your Tesla to and they make the Tesla make vroom vroom sounds and you can choose which vroom vroom sound you want. Gosh. It has speakers installed to waste oh electricity to make your Tesla sound like vroom vroom because well, people okay. want. So, so when people said, oh, we're coming for your gas mm-hmm. a lot of people were like no you're not but we're talking about stoves here our <laughs> listeners can tell us how do you feel about gas like if there is a plan to like change your absolutely yeah email us at we love the bridge at gmail.com and let us know whether you would be willing to let your gas stove go it's safer. And if not, why? And also coming back to New York. So uh, New York governor proposed the same requirement mm. for commercial buildings beginning in 2030. Mm. Uh, 2030 so a little bit later. Mm. And he wants to she wants to end sales of new oil or gas mm-hmm, heating mm-hmm. equipment. That would include boilers, stoves, dryers and hot water heaters yeah. in existing residential buildings by 2030 and by 2035 in existing commercial buildings. It's a great idea. And yeah. And she said, we know that the key to long term sustainability for our wallets and our planet is weaning ourselves from fossil fuels. Yeah. Weaning you know, I agree. And, yeah. and that's why China, for example, has a law on its books. And it, it was passed a couple of years ago, one of the first in the world to make it all gas, all fossil fuel, not natural LNG, Mm. but all gasoline based cars that are 100% gas illegal Mm. by 2035. So that's... Yeah. So it's so that in these 15 years, companies and individuals can get themselves ready for the change that's coming. So you'll have to have either a hybrid, which can use some gas or an all electric or a completely different technology other than burning just fossil fuels to get around. So your big Ford truck that goes rum, rum, you won't be able to buy a new one after 2035. But if you buy one in 2034, you'll have that for as long as that truck or car lasts. And you can play it on your speaker if you want right? <laughs> and disturb your neighbors um, vroom, vroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
we had an email from a gentleman hmm. named Chris. Chris is a listener from California who listens to the bridge nightly. Hmm. He uses his own shortwave radio to listen on 5910 kilohertz at 7 p.m. <laughs> Pacific Standard Time every night. Wow. And I didn't know, but apparently someone is broadcasting us for free out in California. Thank you, secret listener with your own short broadcast transmitter. Thank you so much for putting us up in California. And thank you, Chris, for the email who says he's yes. a longtime listener of the show. Hi, Chris. I actually don't even know what shortwave is. I, I think it's some form of radio, but I, I don't understand the difference yeah. between other forms. But I'm so happy me, that me, our me. listeners are, you know, listening and also are writing to us. Yeah, keep writing to us. We'd love to hear about what you, yeah. um, you know, want to say about the show and what you want to hear about. You know, give us ideas. Yeah, if you, if you email us, baby, and I will talk about you on the show. And thank you for messaging us on the show. And Chris, thank you. Yeah. I also want to thank the secret transmitter as well, <laughs> who's throwing us up on the radio waves in California. And also, Again, if you were, even if you're interested in, you know, being more about spring onions from Shandong province, <laughs> let us know. We'll do the research. <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. Here um, is another thing. So you were saying by 2035, and that was uh, banning like gasoline-powered cars in, in China, right? Yeah. I think similar yes. things are happening in Europe. Uh, another article... Yeah, they just passed their law a month or the two same thing? ago. Yeah. Okay. China was first. Mm -hmm. uh, there are different laws. In Europe, it will be gas of any kind. In China, it's hybrid or better. Okay. So now some people will be complaining. Let's say the traditional automakers, right? Yeah. They don't want to lose their business. But the fact that there are laws coming out... Um, is actually a really good pointer. Hmm. They're telling you, hey, this this is a new direction in which you should invest. They give them a lot right? of time to prepare the companies that right. you know, you've got it's basically 15 telling years you, to get ready. Yeah. Right. It's basically telling you which industries will be making money, right? So yeah. instead of sitting there and complaining, why don't you get moving? Yep. And um, so in this article, hmm. it says these targets create clarity for the car industry and stimulate innovation and investments for car manufacturers, hmm. right? For people who have like millions, billions of dollars and don't know where to invest them this might be a good pointer or sad story i feel so sorry for people i know they have dollars. to worry about it right they it just, <laughs> can't just be sitting in the bank because they feel like they're losing interest rates or other uh returns uh, for us it's so easy you know we <laughs> there you know many years ago when i was living in san francisco by, by the way uh you probably do know everyone in the world san francisco is a terrible place to drive it's also a terrible place to up park and down, it's up also and a terrible down. place for pedestrians because of cars mm. so one of the things that just is always being talked about in San Francisco is why not just make San Francisco car free? Like, um, so you just can't have you. The whole city is just public transit. You triple the buses. Oh, you have a little bit more infrastructure. People ride bicycles and walk more. And you just make it so if you want to bring a car mm -hmm. in, you have to park at the edge of the city mm. where parking lots will be built by, you know, in, in America, capitalist class. So private places to make money. And then you take the train in or whatever, the tram or the bus or anything. It never happened, obviously, because this is America. But Spanish City, this is an article by Melissa Rossi. Spanish City offers a road map for a future with far fewer cars hmm. and this city Pontevedra. so they actually made it half of their city 
which is like the downtown area. Nice. No cars. Nice. So you have to park across a river mm. and then you can walk across and everyone walks around. And actually, wait, they so you, wa- that- you walk across on the bridge? Over a river? That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, there are different bridges. Oh, to walk, no. Yeah. To walk into the city center. I will go there. I will, I will walk out of my house house and go there, you know, over well, the weekend. Actually, it sounds rem- nice. It reminds me of a part of Wuhan. I'm going to, there's actually mm. a place in Wuhan that's just like this. Mm-hmm. So um, they made this plan. And thanks to those measures, traffic in the city center dropped by 97% and carbon dioxide levels fell by 67%. Obviously, also businesses boomed. Mm. So businesses were the first to complain. Don't do this. People won't come. Mm. And what ended up mm. happening is it became a pristine, overwalked place where it just People go there every night. It's full of vibrancy and dancing and See? life because everyone wanted to go there because there were no cars and shopping skyrocketed. And there's mm-hmm. a place in Wuhan called Jianghan Walking Street. And on, right. around that area, there are cars. But in that space, no cars can go. And you're not supposed to have bicycles. There are even security guards to make sure. And all, you can only oh. walk in this area. But it is the mm-hmm. most people dense part of the city every night it is packed Mm. with tens of thousands of people even like a monday night tuesday night it is slammed Mm. with people all the shops there do better than shops anywhere else in the city so that makes sense to me mm. i would like a place you know where you can take an after dinner stroll yeah uh preferably with a lot of like bubble tea shops or (laughs) nice little shops indeed indeed. and you don't have to you don't have to put up with the smell from the emissions or people honking at you because you're in their way exactly yeah or my dress is too pretty whatever Um, um, I remember the the time we sure. visited, uh, we traveled in France, mm-hmm. and I we drove to we hired one of those uh, little cars, and we drove to was it Cannes or somewhere by the by mm, the Cannes. water. It was really nice, Cannes, right? Uh, but one thing I could not stand was the smell from <laughs> the emissions, and it wasn't the like the smell that I was more used to here because mm. I think they burned something different. So we burn, um, what do you call that? Like per- petroleum, petroleum, right? yeah. But but they burn something else. Mm. I can't think of the name. I didn't know that. Um, it's like even a less efficient form of fuel. Wow. And it was suffocating just walking on the street. Mm. It's supposed to. We envisioned, you know, relaxing time by the beach, mm. um, and maybe we'll just sit at rest, you know, in one of the restaurants on the street and enjoy a cup of tea. But it wasn't like that. We could barely stand it outside. I think the locals were used to it um, because the smell was everywhere. It was like immersed in the whole in the in the whole city. Maybe they were used to it. But for us uh, coming from China, it was a very strange and suffocating. smell. You know, that was my experience of being in Taipei. Uh, Like there are so many gas powered bikes like uh, two-wheeled motorcycle kind of bikes all over the city that the whole city smelled like tail exhaust. Wait, gas-powered bikes? Yeah. I haven't seen those for, like, ever. This was, like, seven or eight years ago. Go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of bikes, I mean, like, it's all about e-bikes these days. Yeah. Uh, Remember one of our guests we interviewed before, and you asked him what he misses the most (laughs) about China? Yeah. Josh, yeah, he said he misses his e-bike. I was like, what is an e-bike? So, it's, um, basically... Do you have one, baby? But... I don't have one because I don't go anywhere, Jason. Maybe if you got one, you go places. This is the solution so. you've I been looking walking. for. I hear Can that you if you ride an me? e-bike, you could go to a library. Do you know how many books they have there, baby? 
I know, and maybe <laughs> coffee shops. But the thing with e-bikes, so finally I figured out what J- Joshua was talking about because mm. I see them everywhere. I just did not know that they were called e-bikes. It's like the one of the most yeah. convenient uh, vehicles for short-term distance and actually probably long-term mm. ones too. I, you, you're not supposed to go on the highway, okay, <laughs> on those e-bikes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the only thing about those, Jason, for me, is that I don't think they're designed like elegantly enough. Wait a minute. What about you get one of those like, ones that looks like you're in Italy and the little, you know, they have those too. The word with the big, with the big shield see, on like, the front and the big, big bolt, light bulb. And it looks really cute. Like you're like some, you know, Italian from the 1970s. But it's not so much about the design, although they could definitely improve, at least, you know, the ones I see on the street here. But it, it was more about like you are sitting still, but moving at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like it's like your your chair is moving. I love sitting. But for example, <laughs> when you go on bikes. You look actually nice. Uh-huh. There is motion involved and it's uh-huh. fluid, right? Oh. It, it's not just like oh, you, yeah. it, it, it's not you're supposed to be still, but you're moving. So the whole thing. Did- well, I had a friend who was a 2008 Olympic runner who was living here uh-huh. in Beijing a couple of years, up until about a year mm. or two ago. And he had an e-bike that looked like a motorcycle and it looked like a really cool uh-huh. motorcycle. But it was all electric. It was all fake. So they have all kinds of different. <laughs> yeah, it was all fake, but it was meant to look like he would lean into it and he'd get on it in his leather jacket and he looked all cool. <laughs> but then he'd just leave and there was no oh. sound. <laughs> that is That's the thing. That's the thing with e cars, like these new energy cars. They are so eerily quiet. Like, they yeah, you yeah. won't notice them until they're really close like up close to you and then you hear this like very light vibration it's like ooh alien you just is get one here. of those bluetooth speakers uh-huh. and you get like get a, a, a soundtrack that goes <laughs> yeah maybe room. that was yeah but I, i'm saying this is this could be the new trend i haven't i don't think they're popular yeah. in the states in general yet uh Not yet but i wish but they maybe would. they will i think they're starting to take off in in some cities i saw a movie with tom hanks recently it's like a small movie netflix or apple or something and tom hanks plays this guy who loses his job in the peak of his career selling stuff at like a hardware store or something it's really bizarre but in the movie there's a gang of young uh college kids that he joins Mm -hmm. who ride around on e-bikes and i was like maybe this is the trend this you know that's the future americans are going to start getting into e-bikes they're pretty neat actually i i I almost bought my wife one Mm. recently we were at the store we were going to buy it and then i looked at her and i said you're like baby you never actually leave the house do you really need this and she's like you're right i don't need this and we ended up not getting it how much were they are are they like i think the one they're really cheap they're like 2000 rmb for like the low end and up to 4000 rmb for some of the really nice models which is like hundreds of dollars a few hundred dollars not even a thousand i'm just waiting for a new design you know that would go with my good looks the the ones i see out on the market right now (laughs) sure yeah yeah, maybe none of them can keep up with that amazing not yet so but i uh i'll keep my eye out and if i do decide to go somewhere for shopping but i do like walking though i do enjoy walking like the the spanish city you were talking about um that's like kind of my type of place that i will actually be enticed enough to go i love walking too i'm um i'm leaving this, this is not going to air until I'm mm. there. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'll already be in beautiful Senya walking on the sandy beaches. And I w- we will be walking up and down wow. Senya Bay. I wonder how long it will take you to ride to there, like right there on an e-bike. Probably like <laughs> half a month or something. Oh my gosh, I'm not riding there on an e-bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flying commercial. Nice. 
Not on your like private is jet to. this time, Jason? No, I'm not taking my private Aww. jet this time. Oh, yeah. The only thing bad about um, like the city center turned into uh, like just pedestrian streets, uh, cars forbidding mm-hmm. uh, cars, is that I will not have the chance to show off my what million dollar sports car, which is like pink, and mm-hmm. um, I can't even name other features. Oh, it has this like the doors opens up like wings instead of like to the sides. No, mm-hmm. no one will be able to compliment. Does it fly? Um, um, um oh, it, does, it doesn't. It probably fly? does. I just haven't oh, found the no. button yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, otherwise, I think it, this it will make the city a much better place for more people. I don't understand why, you know, you have an imagination. Everyone can tell that from from the stories <laughs> you're making up about your pink flying Cadillac. Okay. But like, why can't we all collectively, you know, all over the world, imagine a world where we have solar and wind and mm. whatever. And we all, you know, use e-bikes and maybe fly commercially so that we can lower our fossil fuel uh, footprints globally, mm-hmm. and then not have to worry about things like displacing hundreds of millions of people. Why can't we collectively imagine a better world and then collectively work towards building a better world? It doesn't seem that hard. Well, to- not to me either, but I think a lot of people get stuck on the word collectively because we are so, mm. you know what? I As I was reading about this, I wrote uh, down one question on my notebook. That is, Mm, mm -hmm. why have we become so self-centered? It sounds, it might not Mm. sound related to what we're talking about today, but if you think about things Mm -hmm. from a very self-centered perspective, you're going to say no to so Mm -hmm. many things, right? I don't want to give up my Mm. SUV, right? I don't want to give up my private Mm -hmm. jet (laughs) or flying Cadillac, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, If that's your (laughs) point, you know, if if you're not going to budge from um, how self-centered you are, that's not going to work. But maybe it's not as terrible if you just give it a try, right? Try walking um, instead of driving for once, right? Try taking the subway instead of Mm -hmm. driving your private car for once. It might not be as bad as you imagined. And if we can convince you to think in collective terms, um, there, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it'll be more fun, right? Just try try on new ways Mm -hmm. of doing things. But to answer, try to answer my own question. Why have we become so self-centered? I was thinking maybe we should invite Professor Tang, uh, Professor Tang Xiaoyang back to to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of things, you know, to find out the philosophical mm. source of it. When did we become so self-centered? And um, everything mm. we have to think about, uh, you know, the impact just on me. But it, it has come. Uh, here is the time where we really have to work together now. Right. Instead of like fighting with each other and also hoarding things for the future, let's think about how we can defend all of humanity and also other species. But that's getting a bit big now. It's going to be challenging, I think, for a while to make the trend, because if we just think about Mm -hmm. meat, this is I mean, because we're talking about flying, you know, and we're talking that that's an issue. Talk about LNG and switching to solar panels. That's Mm -hmm. an issue to talk about moving from muscle cars to scooters. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. And then you have issues like meat, because apparently, you know, eating beef and Mm. pork is also adding a lot of fossil fuels to the environment. So I guess it is a little bit challenging for some people because people who have been who feel entitled to live a certain kind of lifestyle and have been living that way for at least two or three generations Mm. 
they're looking at their lifestyle and they're saying, you're coming after everything. You want my car. Mm. You want my gas stove. You want me to not fly private, which is only a, a small amount of people like Bill Maher and K John Kerry. And, and you now you want my, my steak too. Mm. So I think it sounds like a you lot- for you and mm. me, maybe it's not as much because we're not into this same kind of lifestyle. I don't have a muscle car and I'm I'm not obsessed with steak. But like for a lot of people, they have a steak like every couple nights, you know, or they eat hamburgers or, like every couple also, nights. Also, the way I think about it is it's not, you know, uh, zero or one, you know, maybe just the portions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially if you compare yeah, the yeah, portions yeah. of uh, the meals in the U.S. and in Europe. They are, <laughs> the difference is, um, what's the word? Uh, yeah. Dramatic. dramatic. Yeah, I think the meals, average size of a meal in the States can feed at least two people, like adults in, in mm. Europe. Mm. And mm. that's why I mm. found, oh, there's a reason why they're so fit. Like most people that I saw on my travels in Europe, they're, they have mm. really nice figures. If people don't believe you, they can go to the uh, Cheesecake Factory here in Beijing or Shanghai mm -hmm. and just order one meal. And if there's three of you, you'll yeah, be fine. I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how much sugar and just uh, calories in general. Um, a lot of people, uh, I hate to say in the West, but it's it's pretty shocking, you know, how much they can pack into one. Uh, Canada, Australia and the United States. I was looking at the statistics well, the US. from uh, Carbon mm -hmm. Brief and from 1850 to 2018, they by both per population and per capita, mm -hmm. both have emitted the most amount of fossil fuels. And it's because of things like muscle cars and, and things we mentioned steak. and also you know i was uh, as i was reading about all this i was thinking of dinosaurs i was thinking how we humans look wow. at dinosaurs and all the fossils and species that have disappeared and we consider their disappearance as part of um natural evolution you know part of the natural course mm. they disappeared because we don't really know yet right one reason or another but have we ever thought of you know our own disappearance might also be part of the natural course if we do things have you seen the movie transformers it doesn't sound you know, like eventually ai is going to replace us with robots i think yeah <laughs> I've, I've not seen that movie but that idea has been flowing because of um you know the chat gpt and all the other news yeah, about yeah, ai yeah, yeah. i try not to think about it you know i'll because things get a bit a little bit scary um, and I don't really mm. want to face so many disasters, you know, coming at us in the news. So I'm just going to ignore it and hope that I'll still have a job in the, in the years to come. But I'm, I'm really I think we feel so self-entitled, like we feel so special mm -hmm. that we don't mm -hmm. know how fragile we are. And when people talk about like climate mm -hmm. change and also environmental issues, you know, we, we keep talking about the earth, the planet, uh, save the earth, save the planet. We are saving ourselves, man. We are the fragile ones. We're the ones who can mm. take um, the weather if it's like over 40. I'm saying, what's the limit for us now? 45? I, I don't People know. But you know what? You reminded me of Celsius. Because mm -hmm. I'm not really sensitive to cold because maybe because I'm really fat. I don't know. But every time I what? go outside, I'm wearing a T-shirt lately. And mm -hmm. my, Chinese people wearing a jacket, they'll be like, aren't you cold? I'm like. No, you are wearing t-shirts now yeah, already. Only a couple, yeah, but only a couple degrees changes people's outlook a lot, right? Yeah. So we are actually the fragile ones. I mean, yeah. 
by the time we are wiped out, if things go on the way they go oh, on, we don't like, have to be wiped other... out. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can't get people together, if people are so focused on like bumming, like fighting and you just have a, you, uh, have a, you have a daughter. Let's create a future where yeah. your daughter can grow to be an old lady with gray. Yeah, hair. that's my that's my hope. She deserves that. We all yeah. deserve that, at least. Right. Well, we think we deserve it, but we have to work hard enough to um to deserve that and also you know it, yeah. we make it sound pretty harsh but the fact is we, it, it's going to be like minor changes to our lifestyle okay i yeah. let's put things in perspective instead of driving a huge car drive a smaller car instead of driving yeah. a gas-powered car drive a car that's powered by electricity okay we're not asking you to walk to instead, everywhere yeah, instead of flying in your private jet yeah fly first class i know fly first <laughs> if, class. instead of flying first class fly economy or, or just don't fly and like stay home or like i don't know like me right <laughs> oh. yeah just every, if every single person just took one step all the people with private jets just flew first class and all the people flying first class just flew, flew economy probably fix half the problem uh, right i'll there. take the high speed rail right because i don't like flying anyway yeah and also instead of like eating um steak the size of like uh, uh, over a pound right um try yeah. something a little smaller right have it a, a few times less per week that's what we we're talking about mm -hmm. it's not talking about you know just cut the whole thing off it's so it i think once we try it we'll notice that it's not as big of a deal Right. Just like minor tweaks. When you look bad, it will be minor tweaks to your to your lifestyle. Right. It's not as devastating. This has been the philosophy of Bebe. Tune in next time. Oh, already? <laughs> is it time to say oh, No, it is time. Okay. But I, I'm thinking we should just rename the show. All right. If you guys like our show at home, we do have a special ask. Please tell one friend about the oh. show. And it's called The Bridge <laughs> with Jason and uh, Alex and Bebe. Thank you so much for your time. Right. Thank you, Jason. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.